Hey man, there's this band I love And I know you love them too But you're just shaking your head Like you haven't got a clue but What are we gonna do about it? I've got an idea Start a podcast and talk about it While sipping on a beer You've never heard this You've never heard this You've never heard this You've never heard this yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And we're back again. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to open it like Kirk does. All right. Here hey, we are. How you doing, man? Hey, I'm good. Good uh, deal. When this comes out, I'll be getting close to having my second shot. Yes. I'm excited. That is exciting. And then a couple weeks after that, I'll be fully vaccinated. Woohoo! Yeah, God, I cannot wait to like do things again mm-hmm. and not have to worry about it. Speaking of concerts, sorry, I'm kind of stream of conscious here. Yeah, uh, we bought two tickets or two to paradise. <laughs> yeah, God. two. Uh, what would you? Yeah, I guess you could say tickets for uh, the Decemberists are doing some streaming concerts. Oh yeah. Uh, so we bought two of the VIP, so you get like a little, uh, like a some sort of Skype, like question and answer kind of thing. People still using Skype? I don't know if it's Skype or something like that. <laughs> might, yeah. be, might be Zoom. Zoom, maybe. I don't know. That's cool. Yeah, I'm still on the fence about these virtual concerts. Yeah. You know, like I know it just seems mean. like a lot of money to pay to not be there in person. I know, and that sucks. It's just. Because we were supposed to see them oh, last sure. year, sure, and Absolutely. then we thought it was going to happen this year, uh-huh. and then and it got now pushed back not. again. I yep. saw the email. I'm on their yep. newsletter like a fucking nerd. Uh-huh. So, so it was like Sarah saw it. She's like, "Why not? Yeah, that's we'll cool, do man. it." And yeah, I dig it. We'll make a little event, or you know, a little. We'll, we'll make some fun out of it. Yeah. So anyway, that's cool. How are you doing, Alan? I'm doing well. Just you know, over here having a great day, vibing. Yeah. As they yeah. say, going to a barbecue. After yeah. This? yeah, yeah. Uh, well, as you guys know, we record two episodes on the yes. same day, so yeah. it is still Easter Sunday. It is. Uh, not by the time this comes out, obviously. No. Nope. <laughs> but um, yeah, we're going to a barbecue at some friend's house after this, and I think we're we're I not I think I know we're staying overnight. Oh, so okay. Nice. Yeah, that'd be fun. That way you don't have to worry about driving all the way back. Yeah, I haven't seen him in a while. Charity, okay. Charity, and Jeffrey. I don't know if they listen, but what's up? Hope so. That'd be cool. <laughs> um, yeah, it's gonna be a good good time. Nice. It's nice, nice day for it yeah, too. nice day outside. I love barbecues. Heck yeah. Oh man, I can't wait. Got a Somewhere. got our first couple of beach bonfires out of the way this for the year and still it's still gotta uh, do that yet. Oh it's, it's been so a while. Nice. We gotta have you guys down. We'll have one on the best beach. And we'll have world. to have you guys over our new house. That's right. Our new place has nice. a has a nice little backyard. Oh, sweet. Yeah, nice little fenced-in backyard. So Minerva gets to come out and play. Nice. And there's a little fire oh, pit. And yeah. No, there's my boy. Oh. <laughs> I love my kitty. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. this isn't the first time I've said this on the podcast, <laughs> but we are not here to talk about cats. We're not. We're, well, we're not even here to talk about music yet. We're talking about. Some beer. Some beer. What do you got? I actually, this is another one that uh, Patrick brought. That's oh, been yeah. just chilling down here. Nice. Uh, I forgot those were some, there were some down here. This is a foreign object wet gravity 
Hazy IPA. Nice. Thanks, Patrick. Yeah, thank you. Oh, they're from New York. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. All right. I got uh, an old favorite. Yes, I that's a good one. I love this one. This is from Belching Beaver Brewery out of Oceanside, California. I know very little about the band, but uh, they <laughs> collaborate with this brewery to make some good beer. This is a Deftones yep. Phantom Bride. That's a really good and one. And it's one of the best IPAs I've ever yes, had. It's so good. I uh, I think it's one of the one of the beers I rated a five on Untapped just because I love it so much. I, was I, I went into Dwayne's several times in a row and just got this oh, because, yeah. I, because uh-huh. I like it so much. I'm so happy that when, when I heard that Deftones was going to do a collaboration with Belching Beaver, I was happy that the beer turned out really, really well because they've done a bunch now. Yeah, they um, did the Dia de los Deftones, yes. which is the Mexican lager. Yeah, that was a good one, too. Digital They've bath. all been good. Yeah, Digital Bath. Uh, there was a couple I missed out on. I think, did you, you had one on the podcast recently that was uh, oh. right, at, right after Ohms came out. Yes. Yep, that was that, uh, it was just a lager or something, but yeah. man, was it good. That's cool that they keep doing that. They yeah. keep collaborating. And I love, again, that their their beers are good because it's like, this could be a publicity stunt. Oh, sure. Where it's just some crap beer that yeah. they slap a label on but i mean who knows maybe maybe chino went into the the brewery and helped him he, make it himself he did so i've know? they've posted pictures on like instagram and facebook oh, of, that's of chino and the band members at the brewery like checking things out and helping and doing that's this rad. yeah it's really did cool I t- did i tell you uh i was listening to passenger Oh, by Deftones, yes. and I was like, "Wow, Chino's really starting to sound like Maynard." Oh. Maynard on this track, and <laughs> yeah. then I, it's because I didn't know Maynard was like a guest vocalist yep. on it. <laughs> that is such an amazing. song. It's a really good song. So, um, yeah, two of my boys together. I know. I know. Eventually, you're gonna have me listen to Deftones, which is why yeah, I, I will. Yeah, because I really like Passenger, and yeah. I really like the song Minerva. But I have been holding back on digging okay. more into Deftones because I know they mean a lot to you and I'm waiting for you to tell me to listen to them. And they're going to be a tough one because... Well, you said all of their albums th- sound yeah, different. Yeah, they, they've re- their sound has really matured over the years yeah. and has changed. So it's like, what do I pick? Do I pick one of the early ones? You've got to pick a good one because it has to cause me to forgive them for doing such an awful cover of <laughs> Say It Ain't So, okay. which, as we learned recently, is my favorite song in the whole yes. wide world. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I think uh, I'll think I'll, I'll think it over yeah, and think about uh, it. come up with an album I think will be a good representation sure. of a band I love that much. Yeah. Do it. Let's do it. Well, we're, we're not here to talk about beer. We're not here to talk about redemption in the form of what the Deftones <laughs> might be able to pull off. We're here to talk about music, and this is uh, Kirk Pick. Yay. So uh, what are we listening to, Kirk? We are listening to an, an album that I have been listening to for so long. Almost 30 years. Yeah. Oh, God, why'd you <laughs> say that? Oh, God. 30 years next you know, year. You're right. Wow. Core by STP yeah. or Stone Temple Pilots. Aside from a couple songs, I've never heard this. Uh, never heard this? Never heard this. Uh, yeah, I'm not surprised, actually. I, yeah. I would have been surprised if you said you'd never heard any of the songs. Oh, no. Because uh, a lot I, of these get pretty good airplay. And uh, In fact, I was telling Dwayne uh, before this, Dwayne of Bridge and Tunnel, Bottle Shop and Tap Room in Astoria, Oregon, yep. uh, <laughs> that... This song contain or this album contains one of my favorite songs from the '90s. So, oh wow, yeah. Okay. So uh, I mean, uh, you know, it was a 
a wild ride for me. Oh, interesting. This album. Okay. So what what do you got? What do you know about the band? So what, do you, what do you got written down here? Came out in '92. This is their debut album. Um, and actually, doing this research, so I love that. Again, we always say I love this podcast because mm-hmm. I yeah. I mean, I've been listening to this since '92, and there's a lot I didn't know. So um, critics kind of hated it. Oh yeah. Uh, it didn't w- Rolling Stone simultaneously? Yes, yeah. yeah, you oh, got this. Say, this is your band. Yeah, I'll, no, no, I'll no, let no, you say. Okay. I was just gonna say, yeah, that <laughs> it was Rolling Stone. The critics voted it worst album, and the fans voted it best album. Yes. So same year. <laughs> same year. Same, yeah. same time. That's incredible. That's funny, and it has gone eight times platinum. Jesus Christ! Eight times. That's in, that's insane. I couldn't. Yeah. Anyway, so Scott Weiland, singer, who uh, is he no longer with us? He is no longer with us. He he had some pretty bad. um, God, I so many of my bands Mm -hmm. aren't you know feature dead people now. Yeah. (laughs) And And, I for a while I was getting him and Lane Staley mixed up, which is why I asked. And again, like Lane Staley and uh, Shannon Hoon from. Uh, Blind Melon, all, you know, it's all substance abuse. Mm-hmm. And so uh, then we got Dean DeLeo and his brother Robert DeLeo and then Eric Kretz on drums. Um, yeah, produced by a, a huge producer that even I knew <laughs> this name. Yeah. Because, like, especially back in 92, I didn't I didn't look at who the producer was. Yeah, you were, but, thir- you were 13, so. Yeah, but all, like, he produced so many of my oh, bands. God, super unknown by Soundgarden, <laughs> uh, Rage Against the Machine, yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers. We yeah. are talking about Brendan O'Brien, uh-huh. <laughs> a prolific music producer. Yep. I found it interesting, and I don't know if you read this or wrote it down, but there's conflicting stories about how the band, how uh, Wyland and DeLeo met. Did you see that? Oh, no. I don't think so, I saw that. So according to uh, Robert DeLeo, they met at a uh, a Black Flag concert. Oh, no. I did not and see that at all. They were taught. They kind of their conversation kind of got on the topic of girlfriends and they realized they were dating the same girl. Oh. And instead of being at odds with with each other, they dumped they both <laughs> dumped their girlfriend and then they formed a band. Okay, that's kind so of a that's, cool that's story. So that's that's DeLeo's. Uh, but Scott Weiland, in his autobiography, said that his band saw DeLeo play, and they wanted him to join them. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, and then uh, as you mentioned, uh, Eric Kretz is on the drums, and the, a guy named Corey Hickok was on the guitar, but he was then replaced by DeLeo's older brother Dean. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah who yeah. was a businessman, <laughs> like <laughs> at the time. But had, you know, done music as a hobby, but they kind of convinced him to just, like, quit his job. And a good thing he did, because eight times platinum is that kind of is a big right. fucking deal. I <laughs> so, would say so. Uh, uh, the thing I love about this that I found out is um, Core was meant to be more album-oriented. Yes. Yep. As opposed to, you know, your singles. So I think DeLeo is the one that said he wanted it He wanted it to be, like, an old album, he said, where you just listen to the the whole thing straight through. Yeah, I think he specifically were, said like a Led Zeppelin. Yeah, album. oh, he did yeah. say Led Zeppelin, mm-hmm. yeah. And and not an album where you're just picking songs here and there. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, uh, from what I understand, it's it's got an in, like a theme of 
humanity's confusion yes about just sure. about everything uh-huh. and which makes it pretty intense and emotional it is and that again i think i could have assumed that on some of these songs yeah absolutely i love learning stuff i mean yeah, i mean that's the whole point of the podcast but, yeah um i did see a story about uh scott and dean DeLeo where they uh scott said they worked across from each other and so they would um kind of get together like after work or whatever and and swaps like uh, ideas for music um was this before dean was in the band i guess it that's how i took it but i guess i'm not sure Hmm. interesting yeah so again and that brendan o'brien i just could not believe his uh, like like a bands. laundry list yeah, of, of and bands that I love. Sure. You know, Anne Berlin was on there. Um so yeah. Yeah. Corn. Uh one he, of the corn albums was on there. Is he still producing? Oh, I guess I don't know that. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting to I didn't up. notice what the last like album was. Yeah, because Wikipedia just kind of gives a list alphabetically yes. of, uh-huh. of uh yeah, I didn't albums look that. they've worked on. Um I did see a quote from Scott that I had to write down because I was like, I don't know. Weirdly, in 92, this really resonates today huh. with like kind of like social justice uh, movements that are happening now. Uh, but he said, I feel very strongly that all individuals, regardless of age, race, creed, or sexual preference, should have the freedom to exercise their rights as a human. I find the darker side of life uh, more attractive than the yellows and oranges. Something something I relate to when I listen to music. Hmm. And I was just like, that's that's a really cool thing for like a grunge singer to to be saying in '92. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> so what I'm finding, uh, kind of sorry to digress. No, no, no. Um, he either is still working or okay. very recently stopped because I'm seeing uh, the most recent album he worked on was uh, Conventional Weapons by My Chemical Romance, which is oh uh, wow, which is uh, okay. it's kind of like a B sides to uh, sure to their true lives of the fabulous killjoys album so that was 2013 so i don't know if Hmm. he's still working but i get like i'm looking through his stuff and he's just got such a uh, a wide array of bands that he's worked with Uh so you know kind of the 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 obvious ones like like stone temple pilots is you know like we said rage or soundgarden but and then because he worked with Rage Against the Machine, he then worked with, and Soundgarden, he then worked on Audio Slave. Yes, I saw that. Uh-huh. And like Augustana and Train. And Train. you've got like Slayer, Wolf Mother. Crazy. Papa Roach, ACDC. Like this dude has been it, all over the map. And it's crazy that you knew, I had no idea who this person was. So it's it's kind of cool that you knew his name. But I just think I knew his name just because he was the producer on so many albums that I had, you know, growing up. And again, we kind of talked off Mike before. And I said, this is a big album for me because you're talking 1992 when I was really coming into my love of music Mm -hmm. and discovery of music. And yeah, it seems like 
you know, I was a, a bit later than you in like discovering yep. music that wasn't on the radio. So it seems like you had a bit of an earlier start than me on that. If you were, it was music videos that did that. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Cause uh, I remember watching the music video for uh, plush Oh. Okay. and I was like, I love this. I don't think I've seen a single STP music video. No, no. Yeah. I love uh and oh i know <laughs> before we started i said i was trying to remember to say something to you uh-huh. and i was like i'm sure you knew that this because the album we use on spotify is the the remastered version yes. that has like 80 tracks yeah. on it and i'm yeah, sure yeah, you yeah. knew that oh i knew yeah. to stop at uh what's the song here let me flip the page uh where the river flows yes yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i figure you knew but yeah <laughs> Not be like, man, this is the longest album ever. God, I thought I told him to stop <laughs> yeah. picking albums that are more than like 13 <laughs> tracks long. Yeah. Which is why I was, uh, I was like, when I was trying to figure out what to get you to listen to last week, I, I kept going back to They Might Be Giants, but oh, yeah. every one of their albums has like 19 tracks on it. Oh, geez. Which means we are never going to talk about oh. them on this podcast, <laughs> which really bums me out. But we're not here to talk about They Might Be Giants. We're not. We're not even to, close. No, not even close. Let's talk about Stone Temple Pilots. Well, let's do it. What's track number one called? Dead and Bloated. Scott said of this song that it was uh, the lyrics are basically just a stream of conscious thought. Yeah, so. it was improv- improvisation between him and DeLeo. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is where I saw the story that he said that he went to, or it was either Scott or Dean said that, you know, they would meet after work and, and uh, Scott had like, because he said Scott really didn't play guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he would come over and he'd be like, you know, I've got this jam, you know, this sound in my head. Yeah. And and then Dean could, you know, play it. Yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting that um, you could even hear uh, Brendan O'Brien at the end of the track. He's he it says he, because this was improvisation that they kind of were just recording. Uh, he walks into the room and says, all right, now what? Oh, no, 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 no. You're thinking of uh, 
you're thinking of uh, Wet My Bed. Oh, shoot. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Sorry. No, I, no, read, no. I read the first recorded track, but I skipped the word recorded. So. Yes. I know what you're talking about. My though. bad. We'll get, anyway. Yeah, we'll, yeah, get, we'll to get to that, we'll get which there. is a really weird, weird yeah. <laughs> little um, jam. <laughs> so this song, like, at the beginning, it sounds like a drill sergeant to me. You think so? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am. Yeah. yeah. I, I would say that this song is just a bit too long. Think so? Yeah. Oh, it is five minutes long. Wow. Yeah, it's it it went on. Uh, I, I, the first time I listened to this album was when I was uh, I listen to music when I'm in class, because okay. it's not like a Zoom class. It's all just dependent on how fast I read. Oh, sure. sure so sure. I listen to music just to to, because if I don't have something steady in my ears, I get distracted by like my wife walking around the house or watching TikToks or whatever. Yeah, so, sure. so I was like, Oh, this is a perfect time for me to listen to the album. Kirk sure. gave me to uh-huh. listen to. And so that's the one thing I noticed was like, Jesus Christ, this song is still happening. See, that's so funny because I'll have the same gripe on some of your albums, mm-hmm. but it's like, when it's an album you love and you've been listening to forever, you, was, don't, you don't notice that it's five and that's, minutes long. That's what I was going to say was there are plenty of albums I listen to where there's a five-minute yeah. long song and I just don't notice. You don't but notice, yeah. Maybe it's just something about how it is literally just <clears throat> verse, pre-chorus, chorus, verse, pre-chorus, sure. chorus, verse, uh-huh. pre-chorus, chorus. And it's just like, I don't know. They could have, they probably could have shaved a minute off sure. of the song. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Not me, I do now, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Not something I ever noticed, but yeah, five minute song is pretty, pretty good. Yeah. So uh, let's move on. <laughs> this next one, heavy, 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 heavy. Let's move on to sex type thing. only know the polka version of this song oh that's uh weird al right yeah yeah yeah. it yeah. was part of his alternative polka on, right. on bad that's hair day right yes that's the only version i was familiar with interesting this. okay um, um what do you got so scott said he wrote wrote this song after a friend of his was raped by uh three high school football players yeah and he was pretty upset when people were misconstruing the the m- intent behind the song, which he meant it to be. Uh, well, he said, "I got the quote here." He okay. said, "It deals with quote abuse of power, yes. macho behavior, 
And the attitude towards women in treating them as a piece of meat. Yeah, exactly. But people were taking it as almost like a pro-rape song. Yeah. Or, you know. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, and I, I saw another quote where he said, I can't believe anyone would ever think I was, you know, saying something like that. Yeah. And, um, it's like, again, he was kind of ahead of his time talking about toxic masculinity sure. before it was a thing. Absolutely. Or bef- not before it was a thing, but before it was before a, it was a, brought a name, yeah. named thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do have to say that this is not a great album cover. The the album art? Oh, I guess I've never... I just... It's kind of ugly. You think so? Yeah. I've never uh, really... I don't like it. ...studied it. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a funny little story on these first couple songs. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, b- before you launch into oh, that, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I will say the fact that I had to comment on the album art yeah. and not the actual song might give you an idea of uh, how I felt about this album. Just, just say it. Right now, I'm confused. Uh, there just wasn't enough about this music for me to like. <laughs> okay. Have any good opinions on? So oh, anyway. Oh, I see what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Interesting. Anyway. Okay. You, you, you're, <laughs> you were talking about the first couple tracks. I apologize for. No, 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 no. You're fine. Um, so I just, re- I always have this memory, when I, I, and I think of it every time I listen to this album, of being, whatever, thirteen, fourteen. And I was just getting into grunge and music in general, really. I mean, you know. Your mom and dad are going to hate that I listen to this. So that's part of it is my mother was very, was, is. I mean, she's better now. I'm 42. Oh, Bonnie. (laughs) But uh, she, you know, like I couldn't watch a a PG-13 movie until I was 13. I couldn't watch an R-rated movie until I was, you know, 18. Or 17 or whatever it was, unless they previewed it first uh-huh. or she previewed it and was like, yeah, no, it's okay. Um, but I was, I was, uh, surprised that she didn't, uh, you know, listen or look at the albums I was listening to. Cause a lot of them were, had that stupid little parental advisory. Thank you, you know? Tipper Gore. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, uh, so I was always a little nervous, like, well, what if she knew I was listening to, you know, this heavy metal music, you know? Oh, my gosh. My my dad <laughs> threw away my little brother's copy of Weezer's Green Album because, oh. of, the, because of the song Hash Pipe. Oh, <laughs> sure, so sure. I know exactly how you feel. Well, then she was what I was. I remember this so well being in the living room while my mom was watching one of those daytime talk shows like Donahue or Sally Jesse Raphael or you know Oprah and it was about and also 92 we were still kind of in that satanic panic oh yeah and the the whole the part this part part of the show was you know the the music at the time and oh how terrible it was and they were following a mom through their through the house and she was picking up cassette tape I remember cassette tapes. I remember cassettes. (laughs) And she was reading like, look at this one, you know, reading the names of the songs. And she picked one up and she's like, yeah, look at this one. Dead and bloated sex type thing. Like, what is this? You know? And I was like, oh, I know what album that is. (laughs) (laughs) I have it. (laughs) So anyway. You don't understand. I just wanted to be like, "Uh oh, mom's... you shouldn't be watching this. No, no. <laughs> My mom's going to hate that I'm listening to a song called Wicked Garden. 
Typo negative, is that you? <laughs> oh my god. Do you get typo negative vibes from this song? Because I do. I guess I could, now that you say it. I never thought that before, but... So how many how many songs on this album were you aware of? Um, I was aware of Plush, yep, and Creep. Oh, okay, all right. Because there were, I would say there were about four songs that I was like, you could be, yeah, and uh, and the polka version of Sex. Yes, okay, yeah, right. <laughs> so. Uh-huh. Um, so he's, uh, Scott said this song is uh, basically about like a loss of innocence. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's about all I had on. Yeah, there was just something about the like the guitar effects or something that just really reminded me of. You know, no, I kind of the the way they're the distortion. <laughs> I hope Joey's not listening to this. <laughs> I will say so. We had for Chelsea's birthday, we had a karaoke party at our house we sure since, did. We, since we couldn't do karaoke at a bar. And Kirk uh, decided to do Typo Negative's version of Summer Breeze. And I legitimately thought it was just going to bring the party atmosphere down, but everyone loved it. The only uh, person who didn't love it was Sarah. Oh, yes. And yeah. me while she was recording me, but I was just doing that for the, for the <laughs> what did the kids say in the early 2000s, for the lols? The what? The, the lol. Oh, the, the lol. Lols. 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 I just wanted Joey to laugh because I knew she was sending it to him. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That was fun. That was fun. Soon. It's, yeah. We'll be able to do some legit. Soon. We won't say when and where because then everyone will, will show not. up. Yep. But, uh, but it is happening <laughs> soonish. Yeah. In our nice little town here. Love this town. As safe as possible, of course. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I don't want anyone to think we're not that we're just we're not having illegal raves. We or are something. not. We are we are very conscious of what is happening right now and being. I'm I mean I'm high risk, so yeah. I maybe take more risks than I should, but yeah, we're still trying to be safe and yeah, you know, I don't want to get sick. So anyway, we're not here to talk about. COVID-19. Impending doom and, right. and the reality we've been, the fucking nightmare scape that we've been living oh for the last year. God, yeah. You're right. You know, I wish uh, <laughs> something. I wish. Ooh, I know. Yeah, about yeah, this yeah. last Do year, it. I wish I had no memory.
So, I, uh, I, I always liked how No Memory, which is just that little interlude, yeah. just goes right into Sin, so I just let it go. So we are listening to Sin right now. Um, and Which is good, because I had nothing whatsoever for No Memory. The only thing I had for No Memory is that it was just uh, a composition by Dean DeLeo. Oh, okay. So, yes. yeah. Um, just, yeah, just a minute. It was like a minute 20 um, instrumental. My takeaway from this one is uh, that addiction sucks. And yes. we've, we've talked about it more than once on this podcast. We have. We really um, have. A, a lot of people on Genius seem to think that this was about uh, drug abuse, sub, substance, ab- or not substance abuse, dr- like hard drugs. Yes. But uh, this was before Scott Weiland yes. kind of got into that. Yeah, this is about alcohol. Alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, he talks about, uh, like, the first lyric is uh, holy waters clouding my, what is it, clouding my mind or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, but he eventually goes into cocaine and heroin and... And eventually dies uh, from it. He sure does. Yeah. Dang it. He held on a little longer than some, but mm-hmm. yeah. He was uh, he was a wreck, unfortunately. Yeah, hold, unfortunately, holding on longer than some means he just battled with it longer he than He sure did. Oh, he sure did. I know he was in and out of rehab. Mm-hmm. I saw him play with SDP... No, God, what year would that have been? Maybe late 2000s? Ooh. So, yeah, kind of in the in that not good time. Yeah, probably not looking so hot. No, it was not a great show, unfortunately, mm. which was sad to me for such a band that you know I grew up with. And yeah. Yeah, sad. One that, that meant that a lot to you, yeah. Sad. Um, I love his... He, he, has, he sings with such a growl, mm-hmm. and I know this has that kind of very typical sound and that's partly why critics did not like Stone Temple Pilots at first was because they said they were like a ripoff of all those bands at the time oh okay like uh, like Pearl Jam and yeah you know the, all the grunge bands that were getting big well, I, I I think that's just the style it is yeah I that, mean I, yeah I think you, so too you think of there's a lot of pop singers that sing the same way yeah. and no one says that about them yeah or That's like the millennial whoop have you heard about oh, the millennial yes whoop? you guess. know that like a lot of singers <laughs> use that but nobody's like they suck they, they suck because of it yeah right. so. yeah and this was definitely this sounds even to me this sounds 90s yeah you know, 90s oh, grunge. for sure yeah. for sure uh-huh. i uh i kind of struggled again with whether or not this was grunge <laughs> and I and I did Uh-oh. I inevitably Uh-oh. I inevitably decided yes it was there's not as much like metal influence as Alice yeah I can see that yeah so where's Patrick when we need him I know <laughs> where's that random ass Kmart ad that your brother posted right? on our Facebook page that is pretty cool yeah, was I like that yep well we are fully clothed on this <laughs> su- on this Sunday uh, yes. but uh but sometimes you just gotta have a Naked Sunday.
So Scott was a fairly outspoken. Uh, he was not big into organized religion. Yeah, which is interesting because when he was a boy, he was an altar boy. He was. Yes, he was. Maybe that had something to do with it. Yeah, I maybe. Um, I do. I find it interesting that this is not an anti-God song. It is not. No, it is not. Anti-church. It's yes. about the isolated feeling that yep. religion gives you. Uh-huh. Yeah, he had a quote I didn't write down, but just that he felt that organized religion, like like you said, had an isolating effect when they, he thought they were trying to, trying to ch- like, uh, you know, kind of brainwash you or change your way of thinking. Yeah. Um, I really dig the bass playing on this one. Yeah, it's pretty sweet, Mister DeLeo. He, I think he's an amazing. Like again. You know, I never really picked this album apart until yeah. now, and I think he's an amazing guitarist. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm a little distracted uh-huh. by uh, the fact that I have to urinate. Oh, we're about there. We're, we're we? halfway through. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's take a little, uh, little. I kind of like. Okay, I like this part where he. Sounds like a preacher. Yeah. Anyway, well, let's go take a little break. We'll be right back. Hi, everybody listening to You've Never Heard This. This is Matt, and I'm from a different podcast. And I'm Trevor, and yes, we're the co-hosts of the Nighthawks podcast. It's a movie-centric podcast for folks who like to stay up late. We aim to get to the granular grist of the movies you love, maybe just the movies you're thinking about checking out, or the movies you want to know more about. Take a seat in the Nighthawks Diner with us, and we'll talk new movies, old movies. Talking about good movies, we're talking about bad movies, movies we love, movies from Norway. You can find us on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and at nighthawkspodcast.com. We're back again. Yeah, we are. Back streets <laughs> back. All right. Yeah. Okay. Where are we? We're at track number seven. Which is it's a cover wife? cover of a radio headset. Ah, there you go. This is creep. Take time 
want to keep mm. listening to that. I love this song. The song reminds me of Daniel. You know Daniel. I do. Talked about him a yeah, couple of times uh-huh. on the podcast. He put this on a playlist he would play at work. Oh, I, nice. I okay. had never heard it before that. So okay. As, as far as uh, STP songs go, this is probably the, probably the most recent one I am familiar with. Okay, gotcha. And uh, I love this I song. I love it. It's so good, yeah. I'm always a sucker for We've talked about it before. I'm always a sucker for the that slow song on an, yeah. on an album, yeah. And you guys probably guessed, but it's not actually a cover of a Radiohead song. <laughs> I know I tricked you. <laughs> we like to do that. We like to pull your leg every once in a while. Uh, uh, so I was telling my uh, coworker Joe uh, that we were covering this album on the podcast. He doesn't listen to podcasts, but I let him know every once in a while if it's a band I know that he likes. Oh, okay. And he was telling me that a friend of his... Um, Got very confused because, like, downloadable content for Guitar Hero. He okay. he was looking for a Radiohead's Creep, oh, but no. he wasn't paying enough <laughs> attention, and so he paid for <laughs> Creep by Stone Temple Violets and was incredibly confused and pissed off oh, <laughs> no. by the fact that it wasn't the song he was looking for. And it wasn't the TLC one. No. There's a TLC Wait, song is it TLC or is it Salt and Pepper? I don't know, man. Yeah, they have a song called Creep, too. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> someone does. <laughs> someone does. Um, yeah, Scott said this is about youth, apathy, and like a kid becoming a man. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw this quote. I don't remember if it was Scott or uh, DeLeo that said it was written in D minor, the saddest key of all. <laughs> it's, it's a pretty sad key. <laughs> it <Yeah>. is. <laughs> I like that. It's a good song, though. I like it. It is. It's such a good song. Anyway, I didn't have much for lunch. I'm getting a little hungry, so I wouldn't mind a piece of pie. probably didn't have a lot for lunch, but I bet it had plenty of garlic powder in it. Why? I don't know, because you oh, said Oh, you because said that you one time. Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't have anything with garlic powder <laughs> this time. <laughs> oh, how's it say? Uh-huh. Come for the music, stay for the dad jokes. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I didn't have much on this one. Uh, all I wrote down was a lot of these songs are just too long for me. Is this another? It is. Wow, five and a half minutes long. You're yeah. right. I don't Weird. know. Weird. I've got feelings about this album. Oh, no. Well, I, Good thing I, I didn't say that it was one of my like big albums growing up. <laughs> right? <laughs> we'll get into it a okay, little later. All right, all right. Perhaps on our Pentultimate track. Okay. But, yeah, I don't know. I just could have been wrapped up, man. <laughs> could have wrapped it up a little sooner. I remember saying that about... Right, I probably you, said it more once. I the only one I remember specifically was the first track on the jukebox. The Ooh, Ghost I do album. remember that you was a said, long one. And I and I actually that yeah, was yeah, one yeah. of the one of the times where I agreed with you. Uh, I do kind of remember that, that is that one. a pretty long song. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. well, let's go to the song that everyone everybody knows. Is gonna if, know. if it's not Interstate Love Song, you know. Oh, yeah. yep. If you, if you don't know Interstate Love Song by Stone Temple Pilots, you know this one. Yes, for sure. Yes, this is plush. One of the greatest guitar riffs of the 90s. Pretty awesome. And I brought it up at the beginning of the podcast when I told what I told Dwayne. And I I stand by it. This is one of the greatest songs of of that decade. And this was the Um, first song I saw saw that music video for. Yeah. What's the music video like? Do you remember? I don't even really remember Hmm. now. Which is funny to me because you're such a big music video Yeah, I I just haven't watched this one in a long, long time. I should go back to it. I think also... This is one that gets so much airplay. Yes. That if I'm sitting down to watch music videos, I'm not. You're not going to you watch know. the video for Plush when you could watch the video for, uh, say. Oh, boy. We were watching that? videos last night, too. <laughs> um, you, uh, Super Time by Burnson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That is a fun one. I do like that. Um, yeah, I saw a couple quotes on this song. First off, uh, apparently. I think it was Scott was reading an article about a girl that had been kidnapped. Yes. And that was part of the lyrics. And then they've also been described as being about a failed relationship. So kind of two different things there. Um, And then the other one that I was a little weird is 
Robert DeLeo said, the chords were inspired by his love of ragtime music. I could hear that. You think so? Yes. Yeah? Okay. Absolutely. Uh, because I'm a fucking nerd, <laughs> a music nerd, especially uh, like kind of jazzy type stuff. Yeah, I could hear that. Yeah? Definitely. Okay. Yeah. I just mm-hmm. thought that was a weird, a weird thing, but it's just a, it's such a weird chord progression. So I guess that is probably then the his thinking. And I could hear <laughs> it on like a like a honky tonk piano, okay. like like I an old saloon in the in the wild west, like. You know how... Did you watch Westworld on HBO? No, I heard it's good. Though. I did not either, but okay. I have listened to the soundtrack, and okay. the composer takes a lot of modern songs and turns them ragtime, oh. kind of honky-tonk. Like, uh, he did Black Hole Sun, and it sounds really, really cool. I could see him doing that with this song simply because of how the chords okay, sound. Okay, so then, if it hasn't been... It might have been done for someone to take this and make it ragtime. Who knows? I mean... It, it probably exists somewhere on say, the internet. I would, Someone I, read that quote by DeLeo and was I like, would bet. I could turn this into I would a ragtime so. song. Absolutely. I was going to say, I could say, like, someone go make this ragtime, and then we're going to get an email that they're like, uh, it exists. Yeah. You know, so For sure. It might be out there. Yeah. I should look it up. Yeah, you should. Look on YouTube. Get back, get back to us. Post it on, face- yeah. on yeah. our Facebook page. Oh, that'd be maybe. cool. Yeah, post it on our Facebook. That'd yeah. be cool. Well, this next track we've mentioned it before on we the have. podcast. It's uh, it's Kirk's favorite pastime. I think I don't know how long it is, but I might just play the whole thing. Oh, this it's my favorite. Sorry, we we <laughs> we already mentioned it I on the podcast. That. His propensity for uh, he's he's got a problem uh, where he. You're so close. What do you do? I wet my bed. <laughs> Sorry. That song sucks. (laughs) It wasn't really a song. It still sucks. So that so that that was pissed me off. Oh no. It's so bad. Wow. It might have been good in ninety two, but good (laughs) lord. So that was we we kinda mentioned at the beginning. That was just a improvisational uh it was the first track recorded. That was the best he came up with. I guess. It was so it was Scott and uh Robert just must have been sitting in the 
studio, I guess. Like it just sucks, being man. goofy. It's, it's terrible. They uh, should have dis- <laughs> they should have made the decision to not include it on the album. It reminds me of Tom Waits. Do you know his song? What's he? Whoops. How bad. Yeah, let's listen to it again. <laughs> no, let's <laughs> listen to it again. Uh, do you know Tom Waits? Uh, what's he building in there? Oh, that sounds familiar. It's it's literally just like <laughs> it's kind of like you know Tom Waitsy kind of instrumentals, sure. but uh-huh. over it he's just like, mm, "What's he building in there?" <laughs> I don't know that. What's, no. <laughs> what's he building in there? All those beeps and boops. <laughs> like it's just like. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> And I, yeah, I'm imagining that in his voice. Sure. So. Yeah, yeah, just gargling, <laughs> yeah. gargling asphalt and and razor blades, and just going, washing it down with whiskey, so he can go. Oh, what's he building in there? Wow, wow! I gotta check that out. That's my Tom Waits impression. That's pretty good. That's what it reminds me of. Just or uh, the beginning of bullets from the Creed album Weathered. Oh, it's, it's the same. It's, it's like so long. It's the same kind of vocal effect on it. Oh, I see what you're saying. So, and I swear to God, I think I wrote it on the next song. Like Creed must have been inspired by Stone Ooh, Temple Pilots. Okay. Like they must have been. So check yeah. this out. You know what I mean? It's yeah. kind of like he's speaking through a megaphone. Uh-huh. And yeah, I, won't, I won't torture you guys too long with Creed until oh. we make it a mutual pick, <laughs> which I'm sure eventually it will be. We could. Once we get through good bands. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not I'm not going to argue with you on that one. <laughs> but I kind of got yeah. those vibes. And I think I even wrote that down on the yeah. next track, actually. Creed. It did sound, be. yeah, similar. Yeah. Where did Mary go? Have you seen my <laughs> cigarettes? <laughs> Maybe they're in the bathroom. <laughs> the bathtub. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe they're, maybe. Maybe, uh, maybe. What's he building in there? <laughs> All right, man. Oh. That song sucks. <laughs> I guess we know what Alan thinks. Do you remember that thing we said about not pulling punches? Uh, yeah, that's okay. That song sucks. Oh, you're killing me, man. Oh. So let's go to the penultimate track. Yes. Yeah. My nickname. <laughs> Is it? Cracker Man.
something I was going to say earlier, but they do a lot of that, uh, like, megaphone singing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this was the track where I, I said Creed must have been inspired by okay. Stone Temple Pilots. Just something about the vocals, I think, and and maybe even a little bit of the instrumentals. Okay. But mainly, like, My Own Prison era Creed. Yeah, I got you. Sure. Not Human Clay. Uh-huh. I can't believe I know the names of separate Creed <laughs> albums, but there we go. I know the albums, but it's like, man, it's been a while. It's been it a hasn't while. been that long for me. No? No. Um, and this kind of plays into my final thoughts on the album a little bit, too. But we got one more um, to go yet, but... Uh, all right, I'll save okay, it. Okay, that's fine. I, don't, I'll I save mean, it. I don't care, but... No, no, I'll save it. We got, we? we got through our second to last track, and we're going into... Where the River Goes. I think I can. I've gleaned a little of what you're about to get into, but lay it on me. What do you think I'm about to say? I don't think you were super impressed. So, are we just going to get into my final? Yeah, thoughts? let's do yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, my guess is that this is not their best album. But I wrote that down before I realized how important this album was. To <laughs> no, you. it's yeah. Um, yeah. So their sound. I don't know. I don't. I would almost like to do. Um, oh my gosh, what was this? Uh, oh my god, that album. The next album has like a weird name. Is so- it the one so- that has Interstate Love Song on it? I believe so. Is so- what is it? Songs from the Vatican gift shop or something? Mm, I don't know, man. I don't know. Oh boy, I should. I did. I should have. <laughs> I should have. Uh, but their sound changed drastically. Okay. All right. So like this one was that very early 90s grunge yeah and they they you know like you talk about interstate love song Mm -hmm. that was such a big song and it is a great song and i loved their stuff after this yeah um i just picked this one because it was because of the importance to you exactly i I would imagine exactly yeah so basically my takeaway from this is that it has really strong singles 
Okay. And sure. everything else is just kind of r- like middle ground for me. Okay. So right. there were at least four songs off of this 12-track album that I really enjoyed. But the rest of it I could have, you know, I could take okay. it or I could take it or leave it. Okay. Except for Wet My Bed, which I could definitely leave. <laughs> I love that. I like that. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, so that's kind of my takeaway from this album. As far as a playlist pick, okay. as much as I love Plush, I'm going to have to put Creep that's a good one. on the playlist. That is a really good one. Oh, okay, okay, I'm sorry. I Boy, we're going to get an email for this. I'm sorry. Mm, unless you correct I, that's yourself. That's why I know I'm going to correct myself now so we don't get the email. Their second album was Purple, which I forgot all about. Yeah. Oh, and that's a, that was a good one, Is too. that the one with Interstate Love Song on it? Yes, it is. Yeah. 94. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So Tiny Music, Songs from the Vatican Gift Shop, was 96. Okay. That was the third album. So I'm sorry. I was, I was wrong with the album title. Yeah. So. Uh, purple was yeah okay. That is and yeah their song, or sound sorry song. Their sound changed, hmm. and so now that we're talking about it, I almost kind of wish I had done purple. Okay, because that was another like pretty big album. Is maybe not. This album right here that we're listening to was such a big album just because of the time. Sure. It was at that right age where I was really coming into music. Mm-hmm. My own music, not yes. my parents' music, you know. It's it's for that reason that I'm glad you picked this album okay. as opposed to Purple. Okay. Because I feel like with Purple, you might have been, you you had been exploring for a couple of years yes. up to that point. Yes, but this, exactly. Uh, it's, it's cool to hear you talk about an album that was like a ride at the beginning of your okay, yeah. musical exploration. This And this is one of them. This was a big one. So yeah. I appreciate that you picked this album. I just didn't enjoy most of it. That's fine. And, and that speaks to, I think, that journey we take. Yes. Where we... And uh, sorry, no, no, your, no, I was just your like thought. we latch yeah. on to uh-huh. albums and like with this podcast, we don't up until this podcast, I never really picked this apart. Yeah, it was just that album, you mm-hmm. know. And I think, and I know I make jokes about our age difference a lot, <laughs> but I really do think a lot of it has to do with the age gap. Oh, sure, I oh, was absolutely. I was four years old when this album yeah. came out, so obviously oh. I'm not going to attach myself to it the way that not that you all. did, not you know? at all. So. And so by the, yeah, so by the time, even if you were like, yeah, I got into Stone Temple Pilots, you know, when you got to thirteen or fourteen, yeah, you would probably wouldn't have gone to this album by the t- by the time I was paying attention to what songs were on the radio. Yeah, this album had been out for five or six yeah. years. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, I totally get it. You know, it's it's as I I explained on a recent episode, I was more of like. At least as a kid, in in more of the like Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears <laughs> vein, like pop music, uh-huh. I I wasn't old enough to appreciate grunge at the time sure. that it was popular. So, yeah, that's the thing. I it's was, a generational thing for sure. Yeah. I think I was that perfect age for grunge. Yeah, like you were. You were like that was time. totally your wheelhouse. Yes. Oh my god! I and I I leaned into grunge. Hard. Yeah. You you name a grunge band, I was listening to it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I was totally into and it. And I wasn't finding these bands until I was in 
high school. Which is a totally like, different deal. Yeah. I remember being completely obsessed with Super Unknown by Soundgarden. Oh. And that wasn't until like 2004. That is such a good... Yeah, I love that. Oh, see, that's weird to me. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. God. It's It's like... TikTok kids loving Mother Mother, and I've been listening to that album for like, I've been listening yeah, to it for like yeah, ten I guess years. Kind of like know? the similar. Interesting. <laughs> you talk about long songs. <laughs> yeah, this one's eight, what eight minutes long? Eight and a half minutes. <laughs> oh, anyway, yeah, yeah, I had the cassette tape of this, so it's not even like I could have. I do remember it. cassettes. <laughs> yeah, I do remember those. Uh, anyway, yeah, so creep going on the playlist. Nice. You like guys it. rock. Thank you all for listening. This is this is a good time. Yeah, this I is, had fun. This is fun. I had fun talking about it and bashing that one song. <laughs> and finally busting out my Tom Waits impression. That'll come back, I hope. I hope so. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. Oh, you guys, oh man. You guys, thanks for listening. This is good stuff. It's It was nice getting back to... Like our, a regular all, schedule? Yeah, because our, all our mutuals were fun, but... Man, it's fun getting into something new again. Because, mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's the whole point. Yeah, I agree. I keep telling people, you know, when I tell them about the podcast, it's like, Kirk and I would be doing this if there weren't mics in between us. Oh, anyway. absolutely. So, so it's cool absolutely. that you guys, you know, share. you you, yeah. uh, you share in it. You keep returning every week, which means you might just a little bit give a shit about what we have to say. Which is crazy to me, but. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, if not you, even my wife listens to me. Yeah, so. I know. Yeah. I, I asked, uh, I asked Chelsea last night. I was like, it'd be interesting when you finally like actually listen to a podcast yeah. and, and you're not just present in the room while we record one. And she's like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Oh, <laughs> so, um, anyway, uh, oh. that being said, thanks for listening. Yes. Thank you. You guys are awesome. And, uh, we, We'll uh, hopefully hear from you in our email. Yes, please. Neverheardpod at gmail.com. We will hopefully hear from you on Instagram, which is also Neverheardpod. Get a hold of us on Facebook. Uh, That's at least where I'm most active. I will will definitely respond to anything you got for us there. And um, we'll... We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. Love you all. Don't know what we got for you yet, but it's going to be a doozy. It'll be fun. Bye.